Good evening. I'm your host, Davis, and I'd like to welcome you to the intersection where all the greatest achievements of mankind have originated. The intersection of thoughts and actions. Everything you see started as a mere idea, an idle thought that grew. It grew because of the actions taken to build on it. Tonight, our special guest is Z, and we would like for you to join us as we stand at the crossroads of inspiration and take you on that journey. Today's crossroad of inspiration, inspiration, inspiration is heart's desire. And so welcome, Z. Well, hello. It's great to have you on. I'm glad to have actually reconnected with you and then actually talked with you about the podcast and your desire to come on really made me happy and I'm really glad to have you. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. Go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself, even though I know our audience doesn't. <laughs> well, um, I hardly know you guys. Uh, in fact, I probably don't know you at all. So I suppose I could say that uh, I go by Z because my name is a little awkward for some people to say, although it's pretty simple. Um, I've been writing for as long as I can remember. Uh, mostly I write really personal things like journals and um, personal essays and thoughts and things like that. And I dabbled in poetry throughout high school, of course, have that little book of poetry that a lot of us more angsty types have. Um, and I've met the crossroads of life and inspiration multiple times and I'm trying to get back on track again after some really rough periods um and writing is something that makes me happy so uh I'm trying to get back into that more and uh spend some time um just processing difficult emotions and putting them out there in a way that I hope will uh, contribute to the world and to my own healing. Well, that's good. And one of the things you can always do is you can always forge a new path, a new journey from any crossroads that you decide to take. Absolutely. That's the beauty of it. And so, as I said earlier, today's prompt, today's inspiration is the heart's desire. Because what the heart desires is sometimes really bad for it. <laughs> yes. But sometimes it is something truly amazing, too. You can never tell <laughs> unless you actually are able to step back and look at it from outside the heart. Objectively, certainly. But that is so hard when emotions get involved. Emotions are diff difficult to separate from, for sure. So I would love to hear what you've got written for us today, Z. Sure. Um, I will go ahead and start with uh, this one here that I wrote fairly recently. Um, I'll just let it speak for itself. How nice to let go of the pain. How nice to take back my free reign, to be at peace for once and know that I am sane. How odd that I forgot. How odd I'm no longer distraught and chasing after you for validation, or needing you to reaffirm my subjugation to every mistake I ever made, to every wrong I thought to aid. 
I let it go, and now I'm free. How nice to remember the relief. How odd to know it's done, and I was always the one to alleviate my pain. I thought you could do it. I thought I needed you. I thought I wasn't strong enough, but none of that was true. That was really good, Z. I can definitely feel the emotion and feel you processing what you've been through and just how your reactions to someone that you care about just not destroying seeming, you. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, they don't destroy you forever, but in a moment, it does feel they, like they, you're destroyed. They cut you. Yeah. They cut you and they leave scars. Just like was said on the uh, Ode to Someone Special, everyone we interact with, especially those that are close to us, mm -hmm. they have the ability to intentionally or unintentionally hurt us and cut us and leave scars. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't make us worse off. It just gives us a mark showing the journey that we've been on. Well, definitely there is learning that happens from pain. Um, certain types of pain can be both destructive and constructive because you can learn a lot about yourself and about who you want to be from someone who hurts you. Um, and I guess that's one of the good things about going through life and dealing with difficulties is because you can make growth from it once you've processed that pain and that, you know, all of those terrible feelings that you have and um and I know that I while I'm going through it I feel alone um and I think most people do but I do know that I am not the only person who feels this way and that's something that um does push me forward with trying to uh, articulate these feelings because um there are people who feel this way too and it can bring you together with it, it can it can it can bring a sense of I'm not the only one going through this. There's someone else out there that can help me. Yeah. But yeah, like And there's a piece of it that's yours. That's all mm -hmm. yours. And there's a certain element of it that no one else feels, but the feelings are human and the the overall emotion and the overall feeling of destruction and rebuilding are universal. Yeah. And Pain can teach. Uh, one of the things that, one of the stories my dad told me when I was a kid is uh, he actually didn't tell me not to touch the hot stove. He said, don't, he, he, or actually he told me, don't touch the hot stove. And I'm like, well, why not? He's like, we'll touch it and find out. <laughs> Needless to say, I try not to touch the hot stove. I learned my lesson. I may offer one edifying remark there that perhaps telling you that it would hurt would have stopped you from having to experience the pain. Or maybe you still would have done it, but at least <laughs> daddy would have warned you. Well, he did. He said, don't, don't touch it. Like, yes, but he didn't tell you why. I think the why is still important. Well, I mean, at that young of an age. I'm sure he's a wonderful dad in every way. Oh, he is. Um, so I'm just... Wow. <laughs> I suppose that might not make that much of a difference. I don't know. I think I'd appreciate the why. <laughs> Maybe. I'd be like, why? And then 
And then I find out that it's true what he said. So, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I'll go ahead and uh, share oh, please one of my poems please now. Please do. <laughs> Every time we meet, you can feel it in the air. A subtle hint that there's something hidden there. Are you curious enough to care? To seek out and find feelings without tripping a snare? Our concealed desires are still ablaze. When our eyes meet, it can be seen deep within our gaze. The barely contained passion clouds everything in a haze. It makes choices so hard to appraise. Should we lean in for a kiss? Or is this just another moment that we'll miss? Mm. So that is the first time I heard that. I thought I heard some edited versions of what you were dealing with or unedited versions. That's a story. of. I've I've had multiple different things that I've written, but this one and then the story I'm going to talk about a little bit later on are the two that I decided I would actually go with on this. I like it. It flows well. It's sort of soft and meandering, which is nice. That's kind of how I think of poetry. It should be soft and meandering and tell a story. I like it. It's nice. Yeah, I felt I felt that like this is something that everybody has uh dealt with because whenever you meet someone there's the subtle uh undercurrent of our body language of how we interact and that creates this sort of for some people the language connects and you actually have the sexual tension and the desire growing and then it's like are you actually going to go through with it and uh go go after this person or are you gonna let it pass and maybe get another chance next time you you never can tell it's all just how we interact as Mm -hmm. people and it's like the way that people see each other the way people actually connect is really amazing and it's all because of what we desire. Mm-hmm. So that's my poem for this. Well, very nice job, sir. <laughs> and so you said you've got a second poem? I do. I have one more. Um, let's see. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, And again, I will just let it speak for itself. Um, Tendrils wrapped round and through my heart, like smoke, like poison, bringing the dark. Looked you in the eye as the venom creeps in. Let me go, my heart screams as the pain penetrates my skin. I'll struggle against you. I won't fall again. My heart is corrupted, but this isn't the end. I'll walk away and be free of you. Love isn't a sin. Yeah, I, I really like that poem. Uh, it really kind of gets to how different people respond to different things. It gets to how you, you, you're connected with this person, but what they're doing is not good for you. It's really bad and hurtful but you're able to focus on what would be best for you and how to move forward and move out. Mm-hmm. And Well, really I, I think of love as a, it's supposed to be this good thing that sort of um, adds to you 
adds to your life and and makes brings you joy and relief and support and all of these lovely things um but when it's toxic and when it's wrong it sort of feels like this it feels like this this smoke this poison just like creeping around your heart and just tangling itself and and it's overwhelming and you feel that pain and it it draws you and sucks you in and like there's just this image that i have in my head of this this toxic love which isn't even love it's something else and a lot of us are drawn to this toxicity because of passion. how we've grown up or how we've well no like i mean passion is there of course and obviously when you feel immediate passion for someone there's a pretty good indicator that that's not going to be good unfortunately um i know some of us look for that initially we look for that those sparks and uh but something that comes really quickly uh it, I would say most of the time it's going to be damaging to you. But the problem with this, uh, what I'm getting at here is that um, when it creeps in on you at a moment when you you already know. So this is not that first that first time you fall in love with someone. This is after you know that they're going to hurt you. You feel that pain creep in and you know that you love them. And you know that you care about them and it just hurts. Um, it just hurts so much. And you, you have to like regroup after after you um, remember how much you love that person who hurts you. And you have to make a conscious effort to shut them out. Um, you can't give in to that heart's desire because in those moments that person is not, that person doesn't care about you. Um, that person doesn't want to bring you good. They want to manipulate you. And you know, like after you've been involved in that toxicity and that person, you know that that's what they're going to do to you. And you have to pull back and you have to stop yourself. And that's kind of what this was. It's just me feeling the poison and realizing that I couldn't give into it. Um, and deciding that I'm going to fight it and that I'm not going to let it in and that it's not wrong that I love this person who hurts me. The problem is that um, I need to be free and walk away uh, because they don't love just love isn't you. always enough. It's, mm -hmm. And, well, they might think they do in their own twisted fucked up way oh can i say that uh, i don't mind how like <laughs> um but i do i did struggle with whether that love isn't a sin was necessary and um after conversation and thinking oh it over that is important it's important to remember that it's not wrong to love someone the problem is when they don't contribute to you in a way that's healthy and good and um, that's just kind of what I had to show myself. And I reminded myself in the writing of this little poem. Well, I yeah. very much am thankful for you to share this with us. Because I know that, as you said, you do mainly personal writing and stuff. And mm -hmm. this is very personal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
right, I'm going to go ahead and share the story that I wrote. All righty, let's hear it. <laughs> Do you remember when you first caught me staring? I smiled at the memory, blinking my eyes. Quickly, I continued. Being stunned by you. By the time I was able to move, our gaze had met and the doors closed. I still saw you out the window as the train started moving. I couldn't tear my eyes away as we were moving further away. I'm thankful that was not an encounter lost to time. Brushing your unkempt hair out of your face, my heart beat faster as I looked at you, still so imperfectly perfect after all these years. I took a breath and tried to match my heart rate to the beeping of yours. It wasn't on the train when we finally met, but at a crosswalk in the city. As I crossed the street, I saw you in the corner of my eye. I chuckled quietly, not wanting to disturb the other patients or their guests. I stopped in the middle of the street, looking around to see if I could spot the woman who had invaded my dreams. I turned and rushed to meet you. There were no words. I just stood there on the sidewalk looking at you. Even now I wonder why you gave me a chance. I don't even remember what I said when I was able to speak, but somehow it made you smile. That is why it is one of my most treasured memories. The sound of an alarm and feet running had me turn, just in time to see nurses rushing past your door, letting out a breath I didn't remember taking. Then turned back to face you on the bed. Paler than before, the tubes going into you hurt to look at. I had thought that that was it, but you suggested we go share a snack. My tongue was tied for that entire impromptu date, but still, somehow, I had you captivated. I reached down and cupped your limped hand in my own. It's been so long since then. Our relationship has been the highlight of my life. I don't want to lose you. The tears I'd been fighting finally won and poured down my cheeks. What happened wasn't right. You shouldn't have taken that blow. I squeezed your hand one more time before letting go. I know what I desire. What I wish and pray will happen. I hope one day soon my desire will be granted once again. I leaned down and kissed you on the forehead like so many times before. I miss you. So, yeah, that's my little story. I wanted to try and, like, coming up with a story is sometimes difficult, but if I can get the start and then a shape, it kind of comes out. And the start was the whole, do you remember when I first caught, when you first caught me staring? That was where I started it. And then from there, just the image of someone standing next to someone they care about that's not able to respond. And that's generally what you think about when someone that you care for is hurting. You mm. you remember when you first met them or you remember some of your highlight early moments and so yeah it's it's uh very poetic the that narrative is sweet and poetic mm -hmm. 
but also kind of sad because you don't know what's actually going to happen. Bittersweet then. Yeah. Let's put in some chocolate chips. Cookies. Sounds good. Um, I don't know if they would appreciate us making fun of their pain, though. The cookies? I mean, by talking about cookies after their terrible experience. Well, maybe the smell will wake her up. Oh, rude. Absolutely. Is nothing sacred, Davis? <laughs> the cows. <laughs> I see you. But yeah, so... <laughs> you actually, on on your stuff, was it was very personal, very, like, very important to you, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm really glad you shared it. My stuff... It's very outside of you. Yes, and that was actually something we were talking about a while back, is uh, different perspectives on where we actually focus on. Mm -hmm. uh, I am very internally focused. Then... That's how I relate to other people, as by my internal focus. Yeah. Okay, that that seems kind of I know it sounds interesting, but it's because when I can when I can relate to someone, it's usually because of an experience that I've had. Um and so my relation with others comes from empathy. Mm -hmm. Comes from how I can relate to them and how I can relate it to something that I've experienced. Um, and we talked about how you seem to be very externally focused. Yeah. Um, you're much more interested in whether someone else is feeling okay or doing well or happy mm -hmm. even. Um, and that's why I try to bring a smile to all your faces, <laughs> even if it requires paper clips and uh, rubber bands. But um, I would say that while I may benefit from looking outside of myself more, uh, I believe you could benefit from introspecting a just a tiny bit. Okay. <laughs> Let me get a knife. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm going to get a knife and a telescope and try and see what's inside. You see, you see, you see. He just can't do it. He just can't. Can't be serious for two seconds. One, two. Oh, he made it. <laughs> but he's giggling. Well, he got a smile. <laughs> it's okay. But yes. We all appreciate it, don't we all? Please, I hope so. Please leave a comment to say how you appreciate Davis's Stroke my ego. Outward focus. Make me feel like I am amazing so I can make you feel amazing. <laughs> okay, then. You might want to save that for some other encounter. Okay. So thank you guys for joining <laughs> us. Would you like to give uh, closing thoughts? Um, well, I don't know. Heart's desire. Step carefully um, and pay attention to yourself and your gut feelings to recognize what is good for you in life. And you are more important than any person who might come and take things from you. Yeah, because one of the things you need to focus on is making sure that you are in the best shape that you can be in case something happens, you have to be able to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. It's great to have other people to rely on if you need to, 
Yeah. But it's but even then better also to not have to rely on them in the first place. It's important to take care of yourself for the people who do rely on you. Yeah. As well, because if you have people in your life who need you to be well, you know, keep them in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you for listening, everyone, and um hope you've enjoyed this. Heart's desire discussion. <laughs> heart to heart. Heart to heart. I don't so, know. <laughs> Enjoy it somehow. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> so thank you all for joining us at the Crossroads of Inspiration. I want you all to take a look at your relationships. See what works for you. See what is good for you. And if you believe that what your heart desires is good for you, then go for it. Because regret is something that is never fun. And as has been said on other episodes of this, if you don't take and make the most out of this moment, this moment will never come again. And so you have to make sure that you spend the time that you are given as best you can so that you can enjoy life to the fullest when you can. I'm terrified. Of enjoying life of the fullest? Of your warning. <laughs> oh, no. I might miss another moment. <laughs> Sorry, you were you were trying to have the last word. No, I'm just closing up me. over time. <laughs> so thank you again for joining us at the Crossroads of Inspiration. Where your heart's desire is our heart's desire. Okay, that just sounds so sappy. Yeah. You have a wonderful day. Please do. And make sure to create where you can. Do what you can to make your life better. <laughs> That's what I want most for every one of my listeners. So have a good night and thank you for joining us at the Crossroads of Inspiration.